Darker Days of Dorothy Gale Chapter 16 The Precipice Year 196 Upon entering the northern gray tundra at the behest of Ozma and Lothor, Mr. felt a wave of unease wash over him. For a man with straw for brains, he was finding it increasingly more difficult to keep his thoughts to himself. I don't think this is such a good idea, interrupted Dorothy, without looking at him. We know, said the woodman. Unfortunately for us, Oz is not a place where good ideas are in great supply. Mr. closed his mouth and remained silent for the rest of the day. Being a scarecrow, he was immune to feeling cold physically, but not immune to the effects of the cold. He could feel his straw becoming more brittle inside of him. His body grew heavier as the snow that landed on him melted, only to become ice. Mister was not the only one affected by the cold, snowy atmosphere of the tundra. Every snowflake that touched the woodman's body resulted in immediate, searing pain. Trudging through the snow was worse than being in even the heaviest downpour. While raindrops tended to hit fast and furious, the snow was slow falling and slow melting. The ice that formed on his body and the frost that covered his chest was unlike anything he had felt before. After a short time, his feet began to rust almost completely through. Each step left an orange footprint behind. He imagined a blizzard would be the most unbearable of any weather. Maybe even rust him to the point that he would no longer be able to move. The lion was cold, but his thick fur and heavy saddlebags kept him slightly more comfortable than the woodman and mister. Still, he could feel himself slowing, and like the woodman's feet, his paws were starting to become frostbit and sore. Dorothy was perhaps the most fortunate of them all. She was wrapped up in several coats taken from her former home. Her head was covered in hats and hoods. She kept her hands protected with a pair of Uncle Henry's heavy insulated leather work gloves, a pair of thick insulated snow boots that once belonged to Aunt Em kept her feet not warm, but not freezing either. She was cold, but there were also moments in which she was unbearably hot as well. As she prepared for the icy climate by collecting warm clothing and extra blankets, she suggested the rest of her party do the same. It was a thoughtful suggestion that resulted in her being ridiculed for being a simple human. Despite knowing Dorothy was right, the woodman rejected the opportunity. He could not bring himself to admit that Dorothy was right about anything. So like a stubborn child, he simply refused to take care of himself, out of spite. Besides, he was the tin-fucking-woodman. He had survived water damage before. Certainly, 
he could survive a little snow. Mister was immune to nearly all dangers in the world, other than fire and being ripped apart. How was a little bit of cold weather and snow going to hurt him? Dorothy tried to cover the lion with a makeshift coat of blankets, but he simply roared and shook them off. He was, after all, a large beast with a natural heavy fur coat. Not laughing now, are you? asked Dorothy smugly as they pressed onward, further into the snow-covered wasteland. No one responded. On the thirteenth day, the travelers could not tell if the weather was getting better, or if it was just an illusion caused by the cover of the frozen forest they currently found themselves in. It was dark in the woods. The trees moaned and creaked with haunting sadness. None of them bore fruit, and none of them seemed to have any interest in the passers-by. Dorothy and her party wandered for what seemed like hours, before coming to what could only be described as the edge of the world. As far as the eye could see in front of them, to the left and to the right, was nothing but a large, black void. What now? asked Mister as he looked out over the nothingness. Dorothy stood in silence for a moment as she looked out as well. Dorothy Gale, said the woodman as he took a place beside her. I think whatever it is, Dorothy said, not letting the woodman finish his thought. Whoever it is we're looking for? They're down there. She peered into the void and took a deep breath as she tried to hide her fear and overwhelming anxiety. And just how do you suggest we get down there? asked the woodman with a rather distasteful level of snark in his voice. Dorothy looked at him, unamused. Well, we all know I can't kill myself. You can survive just about anything. And Mr., she said, turning her attention to her straw-filled companion, is nearly indestructible as well. You want us to jump? asked Mr. in sheer disbelief. I've gone along with a lot of insanity and strange schemes since I've met you, Dorothy. But this, this is where I draw the line. We don't know what's down there. Or even if there is a down there. Straw man's right, said the woodman in an unusually agreeable manner as he took his place with Mister. This whole thing feels more like a voluntary execution than a road to salvation. Dorothy looked at him. You're right. Of course you're right, she said as she looked past him and Mister, and back at the lion. The beast was still a few feet behind them. Dorothy gave a slight nod. The lion charged at Mister and the woodman without hesitation. 
With his large head he knocked them both off their feet and over the edge into the nothingness. He looked up at Dorothy, and she smiled in return. She patted his massive head as she looked into his large, dark eyes. I'll be back for you, she said kindly. I promise. Dorothy turned back to the void, and with a running start, jumped from the edge and disappeared into the darkness below. <laughs>